Magic Without Fears Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. From the Key of the Mysteries by Lefis Levy, translated by Alistair Crowley. Magical Mysteries Theory of the Will Human life and its innumerable difficulties have for object in the ordination of eternal wisdom, the education of the will of man. The dignity of man consists in doing what he will, and in willing the good, in conformity with the knowledge of truth. The good, in conformity with the true, is the just. Justice is the practice of reason. Reason is the word of reality. Reality is the science of truth. Truth is idea identical with being. Man arrives at the absolute idea of being by two roads, experience and hypothesis. Hypothesis is probable when it is necessitated by the teachings of experience. It is improbable or absurd when it is rejected by this teaching. Experience is science, and hypothesis is faith. True science necessarily admits faith. True faith necessarily reckons with science. Pascal blasphemed against science when he said that by reason man could not arrive at the knowledge of any truth. In fact, Pascal died mad. But Voltaire blasphemed no less against science when he declared that every hypothesis was absurd and admitted for the rule of reason only the witness of the senses. Moreover, the last word of Voltaire was this contradictory formula, God and liberty. God, that is to say a supreme master, excludes every idea of liberty as the school of Voltaire understood it. And liberty, by which is meant an absolute independence of any master, excludes all idea of God. The word God expresses the supreme personification of law and by consequence of duty. And if by the word liberty you are willing to accept our interpretation, the right of doing one's duty, we in our turn will take it for a motto and we shall repeat without contradiction and without error God and liberty. As there is no liberty for man but in the order which results from the true and the good, one may say that the conquest of liberty is the great work of the human soul. Man, by freeing himself from his evil passions and their slavery, creates himself, as it were, a second time. Nature made him living and suffering. He makes himself happy and immortal. He thus becomes the representative of divinity upon earth and relatively exercises its almighty power. Axiom 1. Nothing resists the will of man when he knows the truth and wills the good. Axiom 2. To will evil is to will death. A perverse will is a beginning of suicide. Axiom 3. To will good with violence is to will evil, for violence produces disorder and disorder produces evil. Axiom 4. 
One can and one should accept evil as the means of good, but one must never will it or do it. Otherwise one would destroy with one hand what one builds with the other. Good faith never justifies bad means. It corrects them when one undergoes them and condemns them when one takes them. Axiom 5. To have the right to possess always, one must will patiently and long. Axiom 6. To pass one's life in willing what it is impossible to possess always is to abdicate life and accept the eternity of death. Axiom 7. The more obstacles the will surmounts, the stronger it is. It is for this reason that Christ glorified poverty and sorrow. Axiom 8. When the will is vowed to the absurd, it is reproved by eternal reason. Axiom 9. The will of the just man is the will of God himself and the law of nature. Axiom 10. It is by the will that the intelligence sees. If the will is healthy, the sight is just. God said, let there be light, and light is. The will says, let the world be as I will to see it. And the intelligence sees it as the will has willed it. This is the meaning of the word, so be it, which confirms acts of faith. Axiom 11. When one creates phantoms for oneself, one puts vampires into the world. One must nourish these little children of a voluntary nightmare with one's blood, one's life, one's intelligence, and one's reason, without ever satisfying them. Axiom 12. To affirm and to will what ought to be is to create. To affirm and will what ought not to be is to destroy. Axiom 13. Light is an electric fire put by nature at the service of the will. It lights those who know how to use it. It burns those who abuse it. Axiom 14. The empire of the world is the empire of the light. Axiom 15. Great intellects whose wills are badly balanced are like comets which are aborted sons. Axiom 16. To do nothing is as fatal as to do evil, but it is more cowardly. The most unpardonable of mortal sins is inertia. Axiom 17. To suffer is to work. A great sorrow suffered is a progress accomplished. Those who suffer much live more than those who do not suffer. Axiom 18. Voluntary death from devotion is not suicide. It is the apotheosis of the will. Axiom 19. Fear is nothing but idleness of the will, and for that reason public opinion scourges cowards. Axiom 20. Succeed in not fearing the lion, and the lion will fear you. Say to sorrow, I will that you be a pleasure, more even than a pleasure, a happiness. Axiom 21. 
A chain of iron is easier to break than a chain of flowers. Axiom 22 Before saying that a man is happy or unhappy, find out what the direction of his will has made of him. Tiberius died every day at Capri, while Jesus proved his immortality and even his divinity on Calvary and upon the cross. And now, a word from our sponsors. While we cannot control whether any ads get put in the spots allocated, we thank you for listening to those that do since they help keep this project alive. You can also get ad-free content and bonus content and videos and a private webpage by subscribing exclusively to magicwithoutfears.com for only a couple dollars a week or six dollars a month or fifty for the year. It helps a lot, plus you get emails about other exclusive things. Thank you very much. Chapter 2 the power of the word. It is the word which creates forms, and forms in their turn react upon the word in order to modify it and to complete it. Every word of truth is a beginning of an act of justice. One asks if man may sometimes be necessarily driven to evil, yes, when his judgment is false and consequently his word unjust. But one is responsible for a false judgment as for a bad action. What falsifies the judgment is selfishness and its unjust vanities. The unjust word, unable to realize itself by creation, realizes itself by destruction. It must either slay or be slain. If it were able to remain without action, it would be the greatest of all disorders, an abiding blasphemy against truth. Such is that idle word of which Christ has said that one will give account at the day of judgment, a jesting word, a comicality, which recreates and causes laughter, is not an idle word. The beauty of the word is a splendor of truth. A true word is always beautiful. A beautiful word is always true. For this reason, works of art are always holy when they are beautiful, what does it matter to me that Anacreon should sing of Bathyllus, if in his verse I hear the notes of that divine harmony, which is the eternal hymn of beauty? Poetry is pure as the sun. It spreads its veil of light over the errors of humanity. Woe to him who would lift the veil in order to perceive things ugly. The Council of Trent decided that it was permissible for wise and prudent persons to read the books of the ancients, even those which were obscene, on account of the beauty of the form. A statue of Nero, or of Heliogabalus, made like a masterpiece of Phidias, would it not be an absolutely beautiful and absolutely good work? And would not he deserve the execration of the whole world who would propose to break it because it was the representation of a monster. Scandalous statues are those which are badly sculptured, and the Venus of Milo would be desecrated if one placed her beside some of the virgins which they dare to exhibit in certain churches. One realizes evil in books of morality ill-written far more than in the poetry of Catullus or the indigenous allegories of Apuleius. 
There are no bad books, except those which are badly conceived and badly executed. Every word of beauty is a word of truth. It is the light, crystallized in speech. But in order that the most brilliant light may be produced and made visible, a shadow is necessary, and the creative word that it may become efficacious needs contradictions. It must submit to the ordeal of negation, of sarcasm, and then to the more cruel yet of indifference, of forgetfulness. The master said, If a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Affirmation and negation must then marry each other, and from their union will be born the practical truth, the real and progressive word. It is necessity which should constrain the workmen to choose for the cornerstone that which they had at first despised and rejected. Let contradiction, then, never discourage men of initiative. Earth is necessary for the plowshare, and the earth resists because it is in labor. It defends itself like all virgins. It conceives and brings forth slowly like all mothers. You, then, who wish to sow a new plant in the field of intelligence, understand and respect the modesties and reluctances of limited experience and slow-moving reason. When a new word comes into the world, it needs swaddling clothes and bandages. Genius brought it forth, but it is for experience to nourish it. Do not fear that it will die of neglect. Oblivion is for it a favorable time of rest, and contradictions help it to grow. When a sun bursts forth in space, it creates worlds or attracts them to itself. A single spark of fixed light promises a universe to space. All magic is in a word, and that word pronounced cabalistically is stronger than all the powers of heaven, earth, and hell. With the name of yod Hey vau Hey, one commands nature. Kingdoms are conquered in the name of Adonai, and the occult forces which compose the empire of Hermes are one and all obedient to him who knows how to pronounce duly the incommunicable name of Agla. In order to pronounce duly the great words of the Kabbalah, one must pronounce them with a complete intelligence, with a will that nothing checks, an activity that nothing daunts. In magic, to have said is to have done. A word begins with letters, it ends with acts. One does not really will a thing unless one wills it with all one's heart, to the point of breaking for it one's dearest affections, and with all one's forces to the point of risking one's health, one's fortune, and one's life. It is by absolute devotion that faith proves itself and constitutes itself, but the man armed with such a faith will be able to move mountains. The most fatal enemy of our souls is idleness. Inertia intoxicates us and sends us to sleep, but the sleep of inertia is corruption and death. The faculties of the human soul are like the waves of the ocean, to keep them sweet, they need the salt and bitterness of tears. They need the whirlwinds of heaven. They need to be shaken by the storm. When, instead of marching upon the path of progress, 
we wish to have ourselves carried, we are sleeping in the arms of death. It is to us that it is spoken as to the paralytic man in the gospel, take up thy bed and walk. It is for us to carry death away, to plunge it into life. Consider the magnificent and terrible metaphor of St. John, hell is a sleeping fire. It is a life without activity and without progress. It is sulfur in stagnation, stagnum ignis et sulfuris. The sleeping life is like the idle word, and it is of that that men will have to give an account in the day of judgment. Intelligence speaks, and matter stirs. It will not rest until it has taken the form given to it by the word. Behold the Christian word, how far these nineteen centuries it has put the world to work. What battles of giants! How many errors set forth and rebutted! How much deceived and irritated Christianity lies at the bottom of Protestantism from the sixteenth century to the eighteenth! Human egotism, in despair at its defeats, has whipped up all its stupidities in turn, they have reclothed the Savior of the world with every rag and with every mocking purple. After Jesus the Inquisitor, they have invented the Saint-Culot Jesus. Measure, if you can, all the tears and all the blood that have flowed. Calculate audaciously all that will yet be shed before the arrival of the messianic reign of the man-God, who shall submit at once all passions to powers, and all powers to justice. Thy kingdom come, for nigh on nineteen hundred years, over the whole surface of the earth. This has been the cry of seven hundred million throats, and the Israelites yet await the Messiah. He said that he would come, and come he will. He came to die, and he has promised to return to live. Heaven is the harmony of generous sentiments. Hell is the conflict of cowardly instincts. When humanity, by dint of bloody and dolorous experience, has truly understood this double truth, it will adjure the hell of selfishness to enter into the heaven of devotion and of Christian charity. The lyre of Orpheus, civilized savage Greece, and the lyre of Amphion built Thebes the mysterious, because harmony is truth. The whole of nature is harmony, but the gospel is not a lyre. It is the book of the eternal principles, which should and will regulate all the lyres and all the living harmonies of the universe. While the world does not understand these three words, truth, reason, justice, and these, duty, hierarchy, society, the revolutionary motto, liberty, equality, fraternity, will be nothing but a threefold lie. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. 
Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk That's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now, hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk.